What's up, everybody? Before we get started, I wanted to tell you guys about a super awesome promotion that one of the sponsors is doing. On it, who you've heard me talk about a lot, is uh, is running like a Willy Wonka style prize pack. So if you order a 30 or 90 count uh, Alpha Brain, which is the nootropic vitamins for your brain that I always talk about that I take and love, the only supplement that I take every single day without fail, um, if you order the 30 or 90 count, they're putting what they're calling golden tickets in all of those bottles. And there's tons of stuff you can win, but the grand prize being they're going to fly you and a guest to Austin, Texas for four days and three nights. You get to stay at the Onnit House, which is where all their athletes stay. Um, they're going to cover your dinner at a barbecue place there. Uh, they're also going to, uh, you can take yoga there. You can work out at the Onnit Gym, and they're going to give you $1,000 store credit and $500 cash. Pretty big prize, pretty awesome. And at the end of the day, even if you don't win, you're taking an awesome product, like I said, that I take every day. And then there's a lot of other prizes too. A year supply of Alpha Brain, a year supply of total human optimization health, um, a set of kettlebells, some steel maces. There's tons and tons of prizes, just discounts, uh, online discounts you can apply. So you're getting a good product, chance to win something pretty dang awesome. Uh, I cannot recommend Onnit stuff enough. Their ingredients are just literally the best that you can buy that they put in all their supplements. Plus, they do a 100% money-back guarantee. So if you're not happy, you keep your product. You just let them know you're not happy with it. They refund you your cash. Uh, and second sponsor is Woodchuck Custom Creations. Uh, made the badass table that we use for the podcast. Check him out on Instagram at Woodchuck Custom Creations. He's also today's guest, Charles Kaler. Uh, super cool dude, good, good friend of mine. Uh, we think a lot alike, which maybe is not good, but we'll get into some of that in the episode. Uh, he's, uh, he's a dude that kind of helps keep me accountable as far as, you know, making sure I hit my workouts, making sure I do hot yoga because he hits all his marks. So it just makes me want to do a little better. I wanted to have him on because I'm looking to start throwing in more episodes where I just bring on good friends of mine that I think are are awesome people and kind of just do what I'm kind of calling for now, shooting the shit, just talking and bringing up just day-to-day stuff and picking each other's brain about different stuff. I always enjoy talking to Charles. This episode was no different, but I'd love your guys' feedback. Uh, if you like this style of stuff, I'm really hoping you do because I want to do a little more of that. And I do think that there are still some some really good stuff that we get into that you guys will find value in. So I don't think it's just a, a fuck-off kind of podcast where we're just talking shit the whole time. Uh, but again, give me your feedback. Let me know what you think. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy. You're listening to the Self-Made Podcast. With your host, Matt Snipes. Charles, what's up, my buddy? What's up, brother? Hold on, let me make sure we're good. Yep. Uh, one time I recorded an, an episode and the memory card cut off like, I don't remember how far in, but it was three hours of talking with the dude. <laughs> oh, 
truck. Yeah, that sucked. Super rookie move, but so I just, just yeah, I was just, I was like, well, that was a conversation for us, brother. <laughs> like, we got into some deep stuff too. Like, I said a lot of stuff that maybe you shouldn't say on the thing either. So I was like, well, maybe that was good. Like, yeah. incriminating, not necessarily like criminally, but it's just about psychedelic stuff and experiences and. Yeah, yeah, I was not candid about it, so I don't know how they go about that. You know, like yeah. I doubt anybody important enough is listening, or that anyone would say, "Hey, listen to this." This dude's talking about because I be like, I just made that up trying to get people to listen. Yeah, the FBI's listening, to the but podcast. it's still got them now. Yeah, and then another one I had a guest one time where my gain on my mic was turned down way too low. And I thought it was, but so I had to set up, this is back when I was doing the video and I didn't want the recorder on the table. So I had the recorder underneath and it was just far enough where I couldn't see. And like, this is a dude that I hadn't met before and we're trying to, I'm just trying to keep it super professional and stuff. So I'm like trying to reach for the button and I know where it's at, but I'm feeling it and I don't want to crank it. Cause I'm like, what if something else is going on? I'm like, I don't want to hit something, cut something off. I don't want to like stop, look under like. That was when I thought like you had to do shit a certain way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then my gain was down most of it. Luckily, because the way it records, I could control it and post and fix it. But now it's just like, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah like, yeah, it doesn't matter. And that's what everyone who's who listens says. Like, when it's someone that I have a relationship with, they're like, oh, that episode was better. Like, you could tell y'all had a... Like, even the one with Tanya about the 75 hard people that didn't really give a shit about that. They're like, that was an enjoyable episode. Like, you could tell you guys were had talked before and were close. Yeah, had a good rapport. Yeah. So, anyway, what you been up to, buddy? Not much, man. Just uh, yoga, working out, woodwork, hanging out with the pup. Man shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say man shit. So let's talk about our yoga thing. So I'm into yoga, obviously. You're into yoga. Uh, but it's real hard to get dudes to go to yoga. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like I had uh, Blake Grice. I, don't, I won't say he was going with me. I think he might have gone before me. or I know we went together. I can't remember if he was going or not. But then he got hurt, and I don't think he's been back. But I've invited every dude I know, and they don't. A lot of dudes that text me back no matter what, don't even text me back. About yoga? Yeah, so for a little while, I would just invite all those same guys because, you know, I was just doing the Sundays. I would invite them every single Sunday just because I knew it would, like, shit on them. They're like, damn it, damn yeah. it, damn it. But, I had a few guys I, I was inviting every single Sunday. Yeah. And then I pretty much was just like, all right, I'm done with y'all. Yeah. So what do you think? Why do you think dudes don't want to go? Honestly, I don't know. I think it's just like fear of change. It's like uh, got this negative stigma as like a girl thing. For some yeah. reason, people don't think it's hard. Like somebody made the comment to me the other day. This girl said, "I do Pilates. I don't you. I don't do that relaxing yoga shit." <laughs> yeah, I said, "I'll bet you a hundred dollars you can't come to a power yoga class and go all the way through it without taking a break." Yeah, there's no way. I mean, I can tell she's not in shape. And it's it's different, too. Like, that's what, like, someone invited me to one of these cycle classes. I'm like, yeah, I'll definitely go because I know I'm not in my wheelhouse. Like, I'm not afraid of that. Yeah, like, I like that. Like, it's a good reality check. It's like, hey, bitch, you're not where you thought you were. But, yeah, I think with dudes, it's 
for one, they're they're worried about it's a, a girly thing, but two, they probably feel like oh they they feel like I'm not flexible, mm-hmm. so they get that mental like shit. I don't want to go in there and see, especially when they know it's going to be primarily girls in there. Have them see me not be good at something. Yeah, as a yeah. man, you never want that, you know. Which it's a funny paradox, almost like a contradiction, I guess would be a better word because. I'll talk to some guys about yoga and they'll say, oh, I'm not flexible at all. And yeah. Like, okay, so... Yeah, so you're the best yeah, person to go. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're the person that needs to go. And yeah. On the other side of that coin, I'll have people that say to me all the time, like, since I've been doing, like, the hot October thing, constantly people are like, oh, you still doing yoga? Man, I need to do that. My back hurts. Mm-hmm. Okay, do uh, it. Everybody that... All my friends that tell me my back hurts, I'm like, how often do you stretch? Like, I don't. They don't stretch at all. Like, even before yoga, I was at least doing, like, basic PE stretches like you did in, like, elementary school. You know what I mean? Like, the butterfly and just that little shit, you know? Yeah, even at the gym, I do a pretty long warm-up stretch session just before I get going. Yeah, I think it's important. But also, like, a lot of MMA guys are starting to do yoga. So maybe that will do away with the stigma. And not to be – dude, I have a reservation about telling other guys this, but I'm like – Hey, yoga class is full of chicks, and I don't want to be that dude because I'm not going for the chicks. But let's be honest, there are a lot of women. The ratio, that's the most skewed ratio of anywhere I've ever been. No bar, no anything else, no just regular workout, lift weights gym has that kind of ratio. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not a, a bad place to be. And for me, it's like, it's a, it drives me even harder. Like when I go in there, I see all the girls and I'm dying. I want to take a break. Mm-hmm. I look around, none of them are taking a break. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm definitely not taking a break. Yeah. I'll sit here and do yoga till I pass out. Did I took a yoga class from this lady who it was she was dressed up for like Oktoberfest or something. And I think she had some kind of German background because she knew like tons of German words. Like it sounded like fluent. It wasn't like Oh, yeah, I know 10 German words. It was like, oh, you could probably just speak German. But she was like a bigger size lady. So, like, I, I wouldn't say fat. She was just like one of those, like, girthy, like a, a hefty woman. You know what I mean? And then so I kind of had that notion about her. I'm like, ah, oh, well, I'm probably better at this than you. Nope. Dude, her core strength and stuff, she was walking around doing a lot of stuff. But on all the hard stuff, she would make it a point to go do it. And she was just shitting on everybody in there with that bigger, beefier body. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I've seen women in there, too, like with that same body style. Uh-huh. Like they're really flexible. Their core strength is like, it's just surprising. Yeah. Which is awesome. I yeah. I just see that people are still like getting into it and like, you know, trying to better themselves. Or, or older people, guys or girls that are yeah. just mad flexible. I'm like, good for you. Like that's going to. That's going to be good for your joints. That's going to be good for a lot of shit, like, throughout life. My dad has always stretched a lot and, like, preached me on stretching, and he's weirdly flexible. He can stand straight <laughs> leg and put his palms on the floor. After having, like, seen and met your dad, I would assume, like, he would do good to touch his knees. Not that he looks like he's out of shape. It's just he, just he like looks that. like the kind of guy, if you're like, hey, Dad, you want to stretch? Just, he would clown on you. Yeah. No. You know? <laughs> No, because a while back, like, we were talking about I was like, I bet you can't even touch the floor. He said, I put my hands on the floor, son. And, and he, he did, did it. it. Legs locked out, palms on the floor. Yeah. One of my, I say it's a goal. I'm not working towards it, so I guess it's just a dream at this point. But I want to be able to put the back of my hands on the floor. I'm like, that's when you're. Yeah, that hurts my wrists. 
I do. I try to do that sometimes, like in the tabletop pose, just yeah. to stretch my wrist. Yeah. And it is brutal. Yeah. Uh, so how far are you into the 30 days of yoga thing? Um, what's today? Today is the 24th. So 26 days. Jeez. I started two days early. And I'll probably honestly just go ahead and do 32. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, so as you know, the place in Anderson has a 30 days for $30. Mm-hmm. When I signed up for it, the thought went through my head, how crazy would it be if I just did it every day? High yeah. class every single day without skipping a day. And then uh, there's another little voice in my head like, just do it, man. Like, Yeah. See, see if you nothing bad is gonna come from it most yeah. likely you yeah. know just be smart and don't like wreck yourself somehow you know stretch something out that you shouldn't or whatever but it's been good though and then obviously i'm still doing weightlifting five days a week so five two a days pretty much a week yeah i think your body's probably craving that recovery too though yeah that, from yoga is. if you're lifting five days a week yeah it definitely is um i'm looking forward to after the yoga's over doing like a four-day recovery where I just don't do much, maybe like a like some light cardio or something, yeah. and then going back and seeing where I'm at because mm-hmm. I think I'm going to... That's hard for me to do, but when I do it, like my body, most times I come back stronger and just feeling great. Yeah. Like I didn't feel like I needed it. I just do it because mentally I'm like, shit, I've got to I've gotta need it. Like it's got to yeah. be beneficial. But then there's that also, I've done that in the past where a couple days turned into a week or turned into two weeks and then you come back and you're just shit. Yeah, it's hard to fall on that rut. Yeah, and mentally like it it messes with you, you know, because I took that time off, you know, for different reasons and then my neck and all that kind of, and just still coming back, I'm like, damn it. Coming back sucks because the whole time you just think about where you were. And I had this lady that I don't see very often, but she saw me not long ago and she's like, you're getting skinny. Is something wrong? I was like, you should never. That's the equivalent of telling a girl she's fat, telling a guy he's skinny, unless he's obviously trying to lose weight or you know he's trying to lose weight. Ladies, never tell a dude he looks skinny. Well, tell him if he is skinny, I guess, you know, like, like like, yeah, it's a good reality check. Yeah, but don't tell a guy that, you know, works out all the time. You're looking skinny. Yeah. So back in February, I was like 225 and I went. I want to drop down to 200. So I dropped down to 200 after about two It months. is crazy to me that you were that heavy. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I looked that heavy. It was just like visceral fat. Like, oh, yeah. beefier right here. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. But when I lost that 25 pounds, like, it was in my face directly. And yeah. everybody told me that. Wow, you're looking skinny. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just as strong as I ever was. You know what I Googled not too long ago? If people's head gets bigger as they get fat. Because, you know, like some, and I'm not talking shit about fat people. I guess I am, but I'm not trying to whatever. It's just, I've seen some big people where their head is like, if you had a regular size body, that would be insane. And it is a thing. Your head gets bigger. Like their skull gets bigger? I don't guess their skull, but just their overall, like, you know what I'm talking about? Where you see like a bigger person and then like, you just look at like from their neck up and you're like, that's a big melon. I'd say that they get, they probably get fat like on the back of their neck and like up the back of their head, and it probably like makes their head look. They bigger. do, but it's the whole thing. Like the face head. stretches and expands; it goes sideways and it goes down. What? I mean, think about it. Like you think when you get fat, your cheeks are kind of just ballooning out and stuff, and then you also get the little gullet thing or whatever's under your neck. And it's crazy reading about all like just how bad for you being fat is. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's not a. That's the thing. That's what's bugging me. Is it's uh, some girl followed me on Instagram. I'm not gonna lie, I gave her a follow back because her booty was big, son, <laughs> so big. But uh, her thing was body positive, blah 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 blah. And some of these terms, like I kind of knew what they meant, but I was like, ah, I got a minute, so I started searching. And it's all these people that are, oh, yeah, just love your curvy body and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm loving it, too, but I don't have to live in it. Yeah. That doesn't have to get me through life. Gut health is a real thing, and it directly affects your mental yep. state. And gut health is not just fat people. Like, yeah. I've struggled oh, yeah. a lot with gut health, and I think it was because, like, I basically am addicted to sugar. Like, I'm doing great with it now, like, to the point where I think I'm not even craving it. I just naturally kept pushing it off, and now I'm like, eh. Just, I think about it, and I'm like, eh. This morning, for example, I had an apple and a banana while I was driving to work, and there was too much natural sugar in it and made my stomach hurt. <laughs> so I'm like, huh. Yeah. That's, that's good, I guess. But, yeah, I had wrecked my gut health. So I had had food poison like six different times or something, and my stomach just gets real sensitive sometimes. Since I started doing, uh, like, intermittent fasting, just I pretty much I like to call it time-restricted eating because I feel like everybody says intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, since I do a time, started doing time-restricted eating, my gut health just feels, my stomach feels way better. I never get bloated. Yeah. I don't, like, burp a lot. I have, like, acid reflux, which I used to have a lot of issues with. Yeah. And uh, I think it just has a little bit of time every day to just clean itself out. Yeah, that's a that's a good – have you ever gone 24 hours with no food? Like, Not as yet. a I just think a – I did it on, like – I think I did, like, 20 hours on accident one time. Yeah. Because then, too, once you get used to it – that hunger hormone, it's not as prevalent in your brain. Yeah. It doesn't kill you. And that's something that never gets a break, your stomach. You know, yeah. it's always breaking shit down. Yeah, I try to be conscious. Like, if I'm at the grocery store and think about it, I'll go buy some kombuchas, and I try to eat a lot of probiotic shit. Um, I was even taking, uh, there's some stuff called Zypan. The, uh, the wellness lady that I had on Sarah Rhodes, she actually gave me some. So she and I went to dinner after that. And uh, she was like, I noticed when we were doing the podcast, you have micro burps. I'm like, what are micro burps? And she was just like little things of air. So it's not like a burp burp. She could just tell like she's just, I guess, assessing me as we talk. And she's like, when you fart, they're probably horrible, huh? I was like, actually, yeah, they are. And it's weird because she's an attractive chick. And that's, you know. So anyway, I was like, yeah, they are. And she's like, yeah, it's because you're not digesting protein well. So she had some in her purse and gave me some, like just gave me the bottle. Yeah. So it's called Zypan. Essentially what it is is, is uh, some kind of enzymes from a, the, a cow stomach or something. So it's just more enzymes to help you break stuff down. But, yeah, I, I tend to fart a lot, and they're pretty raunchy after I eat like a big meal, just mm-hmm. like that Chipotle I ate. And if I have the Zypan like 20 minutes before I eat, no problems. Hmm. So that's exactly what it is, I think. So like last week, that's funny you said it because last week I went like four days where my fasting schedule was just all messed up. Like it just wasn't working out with my schedule. I was eating late dinners. I had stuff to do in the afternoon, so I had to eat breakfast just so I wasn't super hungry. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, my stomach started getting jacked up again. Like within four days, I was burping a lot. Like I think probably mm-hmm. like those micro burps you're talking about. Yeah. My farts were terrible, dude. That's funny because I've just recently started cooking breakfast again. For a long time, I was only eating a blueberry muffin for breakfast, and now I'm making eggs, sausage, peppers, putting tons of greens. In. Like it's a really good, healthy breakfast. I had a whole avocado like every morning, yeah. all that. But same thing, that's flared it back up. 
So I think, yeah, the fasting, there must be something to that. And I'm sure it's not for everybody. And like, but for me, I've tried multiple diets. I tried that one and I was just like, man, I feel way better. Yeah. My thing is my schedule is so all over the place. You know what I mean? Like I'm craving food at different times or it's inconvenient. Like sometimes even working with my buddy, we're basically working for ourselves. We might not go to lunch till two. It just doesn't make sense. We're not at a good stopping point or we're at a good stopping point and it's like 11, 15. I'm like, I'm not even hungry and we'll just go grab like a Chick-fil-A sandwich to eat later or something. That happened to me today actually, um. I was I was just sitting around the house pretty much, just got done with some work at the house at 10 o'clock. A buddy called, said he needed some help. Went and helped him work on something, and then I didn't get done till around 2 o'clock, and I still haven't eaten anything. I was super hungry by that point. You haven't eaten since 2? It's 8 o'clock now, so because uh, people won't I'll listen to this live. But. I ate some McDonald's on the way over here because I was in a rush. Dude, every once in a while I get some McDonald's. It's it's instant regret after, but I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. Like when I'm eating it, I'm like, yes. Just I just smash it as fast as I can. I'm like, what did you get? What did you order? Three McDoubles and a small fry. Same thing I always get. Okay. I mean, when I say I always get, I mean like the once in a blue moon that I get. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I normally do. If I go, I just go all out. So I get a Big Mac, no meal, just the Big Mac. This is disgusting to admit, but I get a fish fillet from there. <laughs> most people are like that's the nastiest thing but i like it and i usually get like a mcdouble or something because i'm like that's not going to be enough food yeah for me so it's instant like as soon as i'm done as soon as that mouth pleasure is gone i'm like damn it damn it yeah and i don't even like the food that much honestly but it was on the way here i was already yeah yeah that's it's fast yeah okay i'm gonna just have to do it yeah, I'm re-listening to uh, Aubrey Marcus's book, On the Day, On Your Life, and one of the things he really stresses there is like, when there's no good food options, don't eat. Yeah. Like That's the best option. Don't put that in your body. His big thing, his big hang-up were Pop-Tarts, yeah. and he used to just smash them, and he's like, so if a Pop-Tart's the only thing available for breakfast, if I'm somewhere, if I'm staying at some hotel, and what they have is just not realistic, it's just cereal or whatever, like, I just don't eat. That's the better move. Yeah. I'm just not that disciplined. I just always fear. I'm like, oh, but I'm going to be hungry. I need some kind of fuel. I need something. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess I can do that if it's like a Pop-Tart or something. Yeah. But then, like, another one of the driving factors was for me, I did two workouts a day. So I did the power yoga, which mm-hmm. is, as you know, it's a workout in itself. Yeah. Yoga, and then I did a chest workout. Yeah. So then it's like, I've only ate one meal. I really need some food. Mm-hmm. And not just, like sugar yeah yeah i can rationalize it in my head a little better because i'm like those mcdoubles have they gotta have some protein in them yeah that's been yeah that's been my struggle before in the weight room is just not eating enough protein like i should yeah you really gotta stack it on on your days that you're lifting a lot yeah and that's one of the things that turned me off from like trying to get super strong or get bigger is the eating like unnecessarily when you're just not even hungry like, I've watched my friends in bodybuilding, like, they look like they're about to puke. They've got, like, three more meals to eat, like, later throughout the day. You know, they're eating every three hours or whatever and just forcing it down. You know, every bite is like, eh. Like, yeah. for what? It so you, like so you look, no on it, so you like, look healthy? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're doing all this, so you look. I'm like, yeah, no thanks. I'm glad I'm past that point, too, where I don't have to be the biggest guy or the strongest. And I do care. I'm not going to bullshit anybody and say, oh, I don't care how I look or whatever. 
If you're a, if you're anybody, if you're a person, you care. Yeah. Most I I've never met anyone that I believe genuinely didn't care. Like even people that are overweight, they're like, no, I'm happy. Like if you could press a button and change your body, they would do it. And it's not even. It's not even for other people to be impressed. Yeah. At a certain point, like, you got to have the self-respect. You want to look good Mm -hmm. for yourself. You want to feel good for yourself. You want to feel good because it's as simple as it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when you look in the mirror, you realize it's discipline. You're looking at discipline, and that makes you feel good because that can creep into other areas of your life. You're like, well, I'm disciplined, and I hit the gym four or five days a week consistently. What else can I start doing Mm -hmm. better? Or more yeah. consistent, you know. Yeah, it just becomes part of your life. Yep. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've found anything that I track, I do better at. You know what I mean? Like, even with my workouts, like when I was working up to try to do the bench press max, I was tracking every single bench workout. What did I do? Writing it down. Mm-hmm. None of the other stuff I did that. I'm not like, okay, every day I do this many pull-ups, like, mm-hmm. and trying to progress so my pull-ups don't really progress. It wasn't a focus. Did that help your benchmarks, writing everything down? I don't know if it helped, but, like, uh, I still do it just to this day. Like, I write down the weight, uh, how many reps, and then how many sets. And then it helps because when I pull up that note on bench press day, I look at it, and now I've got something to try to beat. Because I can remember most of the weights. Like, I know on this, I normally use about this much, normally use about that much, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to get any better by dallying around you know like like, oh i kind of did this or kind of but my goal was to get better at that so i started logging it i'm like shit maybe i need to log it all yeah but i just don't want to i don't want to be on my phone like the gym i go to is notorious like i see people scrolling instagram like crazy in between sets i'm like i ain't doing that i'll get out the note section on my phone and i'll change the song otherwise there's nothing else yeah, that's pretty much me too. And then usually I, I have a timer in between sets. Oh I yeah. Constantly restart it. That's a good move. Just to make just to keep myself honest. Like, yeah. Uh, are you how long are you spacing out your your sets? Depending on the workout and the muscle group. Um, like so, like if I'm doing like heavy squats or something, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do like a minute and a half at least. Yeah. Because I mean, what's the max that you're gonna do two then? Minutes. Yeah. No more than two minutes. Yeah. Because there's some... a small window, but that 30 seconds is a world of difference. Yeah, yeah. No, there's some guys that uh, at my gym, there's only a handful of them that are squatting just crazy in the fives and maybe even close to sixes. But, I mean, they're taking, like, legitimately, like, 10 minutes in between sets. Yeah. Because they're also doing the whole wrap your knees, unwrap your knees, sit down, do this, do this. There's a whole production, you know what I mean? Well, I guess if, if your goal is to squat as much weight as you possibly can, right. then that's a good way to go about it. Really take them long breaks, get that muscle broke down. Yeah. But for me, just like trying to be healthy, feel good. Yeah. And see, that's one thing too, man, with Instagram is like people watch the way other people work out and they do it and their their goals aren't the same as that person that they're watching. No, I know, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, I've seen this person do this movement or this person said do this many sets for this many reps and, and at this that, percent of weight. And Everybody's different. You could have some freak in nature yeah. who can sit there and do whatever, do 30 sets on leg day and he's yeah. fine. But then if some Joe Schmo comes in off the street, does 30 sets on leg day, <laughs> he's going to be hurting, dude. 
Yeah, if, if you get through it, yeah, if you get through the 30 sets. A lot of people don't realize you meet, you kind of reach a point of diminishing returns because you don't recover fast enough to get yeah. back in there. And yeah. now you're just wasting time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is funny. But I like to see people going hard day one. I'm like, oh, man, I know how you're going to feel in a little bit, and it's going to suck. Yeah, it's going to suck. If you see people at the gym just like, fucking up do you feel inclined to go help or show them or do you just stay to yourself i stay to myself just because i'm not like a real social person yeah sometimes i'm like hey maybe you should do this but then yeah i just if i feel like okay you've never really worked out like looking at them from okay yeah you're not familiar with any of this i'm more inclined to help but yeah maybe i'm just like maybe you don't want my help you know (laughs) like which that being said, when I first started working out and it was like one of the biggest struggles was just getting in there. I obviously don't really know what I'm doing. I can look up some stuff online, kind of go in there and mess around, get a feel for it. If somebody that was like my size now went up to me back then or like in my shape now, went up to me back then, it's like, hey man, just try doing this this way or mm-hmm. try this. I would have been appreciative. Like, yeah. It would have helped me out a lot. Yeah. Yeah, one of my buddies, a little bit older guy that was into bodybuilding and stuff, I can still remember, like, he came up to me and my buddy, and we were doing, uh, like, uh, the dumbbell tricep extensions, like, behind your head, and mm-hmm. we had our elbows way out here, yeah. and he was just like, hey, have y'all ever tried turning your elbows in and doing it? He's like, that'll light you on fire. So that was his way of saying, you're doing that wrong, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or not necessarily wrong, I still do both just to hit different areas of the tricep but still if you pull your elbows in extremely hard yeah out here you got a hundred pound dumbbell easy pull it in you better drop down you know to like a 70 or something so and then also like if i see somebody who like obviously doesn't know they're doing and they're doing a workout a certain way that might hurt them then i say hey you're really opening up your rotator cuff you could be hurt you could be injuring yourself yeah i definitely watch for the guy that's over his head with weight yeah. And sometimes it's just to see the fail, but but other times it's like, especially on the bench or something, I'm like, you're going to smash yourself. And those guys typically don't put supports up. They don't know to, yeah. or they just don't think about it. And they always, because they're worried, they always use clips. So there's no way they can dump it if they need to yeah. panic and get out. So I always watch. And it's only come into play one time. Someone else got it a second time, but where I've had to run over and like help somebody. Somebody got stuck. Yeah, that yeah. Sucks. But luckily, like they weren't that strong, so they're not using that much weight. Because you got to think too, like if it's a dude that's doing like somewhere in the threes and it stops on his chest, it's dead weight at that point, brother. We're just flipping it off of you. Yeah. You know, like I'm not trying to curl it or or shrug it back up to the thing, but yeah. I think about that even like when I'm asking for a spot. I'm like, let me look for who could help me if this goes real sideways. Which I do that sometimes on my bench um, because I don't know what kind of benches your gym has, but the ones at 10-star Riker, they got the two hooks, the low one and the high one. Mm -hmm. And I always fail like... Uh, I hate those benches with those... Well, then I can just like, I'm going to fail. I just slam it back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a self-spot. So we've got the like competition style. So you can move the supports wherever you want them. There's like a gazillion holes and you can really dial it in for you. But then on the bench that I tend to get, the uh, the safety rails are those straps. So they're curved. Oh. And I've just learned that, you know, number 14 is the perfect amount. So like I'll do it on, uh, I'll do like pause sets. 
So if I just set it down, like the bar is just barely touching my chest the slightest. So I know if I ever got in trouble, I can make my chest not so proud. You know, I'm not in the real bench press position. I just drop down and I'm out from under it. I'm going to, it's going to suck. I'm going to have to squirm the rest of the way, but it's off of me. Like I can literally let go and I'm not. Better than being stuck there. Yeah. And because it's curved, it doesn't necessarily get in your way. You can have it high enough where it's safe, but I've always struggled with like the supports that you actually change on the side is it's either too high and it's messing me up or it's low enough that I'm like, dude, I would have to suck in to not, not need it. Anyway, uh, that reminds me. So I was listening to a podcast and they started talking about health and stuff. And the host was like, what, uh, what kind of workouts do you do or whatever? And the guy kind of laughed. He's like, well, I don't really, you know, I used to be in the military. And so he answered with the, I used to, and I'm like, oh, you don't work out. So it took him a minute to finally get into that. But the dude's like, I don't work out. I literally turned it off. I don't know what they would have gotten into, but if you're going to try to talk to me about health and you don't do any, you don't have to lift weights. You don't have to be a gym bro. Like even I know some chicks, literally all they do is yoga. That's fine. It's hard. I've done it. It's a challenge. You want to go to full cycle or orange theory or boot camp or junkyard or whatever you just do anything. If you go outside and walk even, but when you're like, well, I used to, you know, I'm done. I'm done with the conversation. yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. And then it's kind of like, you're going to sit here and talk to me about health, but obviously right. you're not practicing what you, what you preach. So how much do you really believe in it? Yeah. You're not that passionate about it. Yeah, you're doing half of the work. Yeah. You're do, you must be just be doing the food thing, if that's all you're going to talk about, because it's a two-way street. I also know people, and I've been guilty of it myself, work out like a madman, but then just put garbage in my body, yeah. getting half the results. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's like going to work. Working 40 hours and just accepting 20 hours worth of pay. You did all that work. Why not get all the reward? You know, it's... Yeah, that's a good point. And I think for me, too, we'll see what you feel like. Like, once I get on track of, like, eating better and eating healthier, then my body kind of starts to crave it. Yeah. Like, it's a lot easier. Like, to the point where, like, when I'm making my breakfast in the morning, I buy a thing of, like, mixed greens. It's got kale and spinach and all that. It's just pre-made, and I'll throw it in the pan last second with the eggs and stuff just to kind of warm it up mm-hmm. and stuff. But I'll catch myself a lot of times just grabbing a handful and chewing on it while I'm... And it's not because I'm that hungry. It's just, like, yeah. my body's like, hey, get that. Yeah, you know, so like, well, it's there. Yeah, let's get that. that. I don't know. I'm super lazy with my meal prepping, though. Probably the laziest. I don't meal prep. Like, at, I, you might not have seen it, but when you first walked in, like, on my other dry erase board, so I've laid out some goals that are just to be more consistent. Work out four times a week, sauna at least three times, yoga at least two, which isn't a lot, but I'd only been doing one. So now just making time for two, but I also have to eat one meal at home. Mm-hmm. And that was mostly just because I'm like, shit, I'm spending a ton of money at home, but I was like... Well, if I can do one, then I'll probably start segueing into the, I don't meal prep at all. I wish I did. I bought meal prep. I like that idea, but it's never enough food for me. Yeah, my, pretty much the main reason I meal prep isn't even for the health. It's just for the time. Yeah. Like I can, because usually I work at my house. I can run inside, eat lunch, be back out, back to work in like 15 minutes. Yeah. It's fast. And it's like, I don't have to waste a lot of time, which I mean, I talk about it all the time how important it is not to waste time yeah Um, yeah a lot of people bullshit themselves on how much time they waste yeah like 
So my new thing is I used to ask people uh, when they would talk about, oh, I don't have time to work out, I don't have time to do this, then I would wait a little bit until that part of the conversation was gone and I would talk to them about something on Netflix or some kind of show. And if they're up to date, they're like, oh, you got to watch this. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, what season? They're like, oh, it just started. That. I'm like, how do you know all that? Because you're watching that. It means mm-hmm. you got time for that. You're just not making time. But now my new one is, let me see your phone. And they pull up, they're like, what? I'm like, let me see your screen usage. Because it tells you now, not just how much screen usage per day, but it tells you like social networking was this much. This was this I much. This was, yeah. The, I, I know the iPhone does it. I know you're on a, oh. <laughs> that reminds me. So uh, just completely random, but it just popped in my head. So this uh, this chick sent me a friend request on Facebook and I approved it after looking through her stuff. It was weird. And I was like, it's very weird that you found me, but it was a girl that was parked in front of us, that rodeo that me and my friends went to, uh-huh. you know, she was parked in a little Toyota Tacoma right there in front of us. And like, she was a cute enough looking chick. And then we had mutual friends and stuff. I'm like, that's weird that you found me. Like, it was one of those weird things where she just like kind of kept looking at me, but never came over and talked mm-hmm. or whatever. So anyway, she added me. And then uh, anytime someone sends me a friend request, guy or girl, I send them a message just to see what their response is, if they respond, just because I want to know like, hey, I've got a limited amount of slots and I don't want to fill it with nonsense. So I'm just like, hey, I recognize you. And then she sent something stupid like, oh, from your dreams or what? I'm like, no, like I saw you at the rodeo. And she's like, oh yeah, that was you, blah, blah, blah. She's like, you drove that big white Chevy truck. I'm like, that was my buddy's truck. I drive a Dodge. And instantly she came back with, shit, bet you use an Android too, don't you? I'm like, oh my God. Like, I like that. I like the shots fired, but... <laughs> I get hated on a lot for, for using the Galaxy. Like, yeah. A lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was texting this girl one time. It was just, like, some girl off, like, Hinge or something random, you know. And uh, later, we were hanging out one day. She said, you know, I almost quit texting you because you didn't have an iPhone. <laughs> some people are that serious about it. Yeah, I was like, you got to be joking. Just go ahead and quit texting me in that case. But it's, that's, the big, that's big of an issue. It is funny because like when I put someone's number in my phone or I start to text a number for the first time, you know, on the iPhone at the top, as soon as you put it in, it'll turn blue if yeah. it's iPhone. And I look, I watch for that. I'm like, is it going to change or not? I don't really care, but I'm just, I'm curious. And when it, for some reason, I will say when it turns to blue, I'm like, cool. Maybe it's because the iMessage or I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just... Yeah, I love iMessage. I miss iMessage. Yeah. Because, you know, I've only had Galaxy for like a year. Yeah. And um, that's that's pretty much the main thing that I miss. Is I Are miss. you going to keep doing the Galaxy? And I know you just bought it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty locked in at this point. Like, all my stuff's Google. I deleted all my iTunes stuff. I got the Galaxy Watch, so. Dude, the iPhone 11 is pretty legit. Yeah, I know. I like it. I like it. But that Note 10's nice, too. Yeah. I just... I don't know. I went back and forth. Like, as you know, like I was right there on the Note 10. Like, that was my jam. I was reading all the stuff, watching all the videos. You know, everybody said, yeah, it's a great phone. It's a great phone. But then I, last second, I'm like, shit, I don't really want to switch. Another thing, too, was I was like looking into, like, okay, how do I bring pictures over, contacts over, apps over, all this kind of stuff? And it just seemed like it was going to be a process. It's a pain, dude. And I knew if I got the new iPhone, all I do is sign in with my iCloud and just, 
and it did like all my apps are right even in the same location as they were on my iphone 8 you know they just go right back to where i had to sign into them again but otherwise they were there i was like so when i originally switched from iphone to galaxy i wasn't getting text messages from anybody who had an iphone for about a month and i contacted apple and was like hey what's the deal and they're like oh that's just something you have to deal with when you get it right what what do you mean i have to deal with it i'm not getting text messages this is a nuisance yeah yeah i remember uh rogan saying he had to get a new number because of that yeah it's crazy and that just like pushed me further away from apple i was like okay i'm done with apple for sure this time after that whole situation i was like yeah well they want to suck you in like i watched a thing not long ago about that's why uh printers are so cheap because they actually, so the company, uh, one of the cheapest printers on Amazon or whatever, there's like a good printer was say like 60 bucks. It costs that company, I think $110 to make that printer, but they release software updates. This particular company would release software updates sometimes as often as three times a day. And what that does is they're starting to put like microchips in your ink cartridges. Mm-hmm. So you cannot use third party ink cartridges. You have to buy whatever the brand is. And with like, you know, obviously with any kind of market like that, they're going to figure out ways around it. So that's why sometimes the, the updates would come up to three times a day. So it's like if me and you were working on beating it and we figured it out by lunchtime, they might have changed something where their printer doesn't accept our cartridge now. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, but they lock you in. That's, that's people's new business model is lock you into that ecosystem where you're stuck using our same thing with the razor thing, you know. Yeah. the disposable razor or like the the gillettes or whatever you can buy the handle and a couple razors pretty cheap but then you go to buy refills and it's crazy expensive they just want you to have their tool that fits their razor head so that you're stuck you're like, well yeah. i don't want to buy a whole nother i don't like that that lock system it just feels like shitty business to me i just had that i just had that and actually i'm glad you brought that up because i want to blast them so i use squarespace for all my websites and i use g suite for all my emails so i can have an at whatever domain well i had two on one of my websites two different emails that i no longer needed and when I went to cancel them, they tried to pull me back and they said something like, hey, if you cancel this, you will never be able to use G Suite emails on this domain again, nor will you be able to do this or this or this. I was like, why? Because I don't want, I don't need those two. I literally don't. So you're going to trap me into paying for them by threatening me. Mm-hmm. So I emailed Squarespace. I was like, Please tell me I'm just I'm seeing something wrong here because what it seems like is you're threatening that if I take this away because Squarespace is my reseller. This is super nerdy for anybody listening. I don't give a fuck. It's uh, Squarespace is my reseller. I didn't go through Google directly, so Google wouldn't help me. They're like, nope, we can't talk to you about any kind of pricing, any kind of anything. You got to talk to Squarespace. So I talked to Squarespace. I'm like, tell me this isn't the case. They didn't, they didn't acknowledge that thing, but they're doing everything that they know I'm going to want them to do, which is pull that back off the table. You know, not only take refund me for those two emails that I canceled and then you still build me for it. They're doing everything right. But that's a sleazy way to do business. But they didn't acknowledge the issue. Yeah, they didn't acknowledge that, hey, we're doing this gross thing, threatening you like, hey, if you do this, you'll never ever be. I'm like, why would I never be able to connect a g suite email to this domain again yeah they're hoping that nobody's going to reach out to them yeah just be lazy and just 
let it keep rolling. Well, and that's what I hate. Like, I've noticed that. I used to get that from Verizon, and it was only – I probably still do, but I had a buddy on my account, and he was like – Horrible with money, but because of that, he was super into like looking at bills and seeing what's what. Like, just to, and twice he caught Verizon, put us charges on there that we weren't responsible for. I can't remember what they were, but one time he called him, and I remember the dude saying, He's like, So why is our bill this much? And the dude is saying, Well, if this and this, it comes out to about this. And my buddy's like, No, 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 no. This is a cell phone bill, there's an exact amount. Mm-hmm. A cell phone bill doesn't come out to about anything. Yeah. It's a set amount. If you can't explain to me why it's more than what we feel like it should be, you're doing something wrong. And both times they took it off. And they probably do it now because I don't look at my bill. I just pay it. Yeah, just hoping somebody won't notice slipping it in there. Yeah, and that's what I think about. You know, like people just little things here and there, double charging you or something. Because let's say it's a – even if like your Netflix account, what is it now, twelve ninety nine or something – most people's bank account, if they hit you twice, you wouldn't notice that, yeah. that extra twelve ninety nine. And there's a lot of companies that I feel like do that based on the fact that, oh, they're not going to catch it. If they do catch it, we'll refund it. But if even half the people don't catch it, just think how much money we'll make. So that's funny you said Netflix because I probably haven't had Netflix in about a year. I pretty much just use Hulu and Amazon Prime. And, um, like... It's happened to me three times in the course of a year. I'll just like be browsing my credit card bill. I don't mm-hmm. have a bill in there from Netflix for from Netflix for sixteen dollars. They restarted it or something yeah, or I what? I don't know what the deal is. And every time I gotta call Amazon. Did you pause it or did you cancel? I don't yeah, know if you total. can yeah. I even called Netflix. Like I put in my social security number with them and like my credit card number and everything with like one of the technical support people. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Yeah, we don't have an account and I was like, All right, something shitty's going on here. Yeah. So every time I just had to report it as fraud. Jesus, what a pain in the ass. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, see, I don't like that because in my head, I automatically assume the worst and I assume you know what you're doing. And especially like, because I had looked into Netflix not too long ago and like they were in financial trouble. I'm pretty sure they still are. Mm -hmm. So it just seems like that would be a scramble. Some big CEO somewhere is like, hey, like telling the few people below him, he's like, hey, we're doing this. Like, Just slam a few charges out there. Yeah, and they've got, yeah, they've got some attorney that's like, well, we can always claim this or you can say this or we can deny actions because when they signed up, technically this, you know, we told them, hey, some, there could be a glitch in the, you know, because nobody yeah. reads that shit. Yeah. I haven't read any of those agreements in so long. Like, when was the last one you read? Do you remember? I've never read one. Never. But they, they, did, they did a South Park about that. That was pretty funny. I don't know if you watched South Park. I hadn't seen that one, it's no. about reading the user agreements with Facebook, and there's, like, some crazy user agreement. Yeah. In there, and, like, it puts them in a crazy situation. Yeah, I mean, you got to think that user agreement puts things in place to protect that company. So I'm sure there is crazy yeah. stuff in there. Um, there used to be one... I don't want to say it was there, uh, but when I worked at Harley, uh, I remember the finance guy telling me that there's certain kinds of loans that in your loan contract, it seems like a normal, just you're getting a loan, like an auto loan or whatever, but there's certain kind of loans that say in the contract at any given time, this bank can do like some kind of call-in thing. You have to pay back the full amount within 30 days. I've heard of that, but. Like, I don't think I've ever been locked into one of those. Yeah, no, but and and I remember him saying like it would it's 
probably never happened or just crazy, crazy rare, but nobody looks at that. Like if you're buying a car for 30 grand or something, you're making $350 a month payments and then you're still owe 25,000. Hey, we need that money in 30. What are you going to do? You can go get another loan, I guess, but you know what I mean? Like I just, I don't like shitty business like that. You yeah, know? yeah, just like some kind of like shady deal. Yeah, I feel like a lot of things is a lot of things these days are a little bit backhanded. Like nobody really trusts each other. It's all based on just like mutual destruction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like if you have to lock me into a contract, I know what you're selling. You think at some point in time I'll be unhappy with like yeah. cable TV or any of that kind of stuff. Like that's why when I see cancel any time, I'm like, okay, probably a good business model. Yeah. You know, or like with, with on it, you know, they give you a hundred percent money back. First form, the supplement company gives you 110% money back. And with both companies, you keep the product. I'm like, that's as fair as it could possibly be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they believe in their product. Yeah. That's how I like people to do business. That reminds me of like a uh, car insurance too. Like car, car insurance companies will always give you like a good rate. And then after about a year, it'll start to go up, just start to creep up. Yeah. That's, I've probably switched car insurance four or five times in the last four years. Every you time. think they creep it up just enough for like, oh, they probably won't care about this enough to switch. Like, yeah. eh, they're not happy about it, but they're not going to switch and over. Just like any other business, they're just banking that people are lazy. Yeah, because you got to think, even if they just went up $11 a year on your premium, if they have a million people, some giant company, State Farm or Geico or whoever, they got a million people, they go up $11, like, it's cheddar, son. You know, yeah. and $11, most people are like, shit, I'm not going to spend the time to shop around for that. It's $11, I wouldn't, but like if it goes up like 100 bucks or a couple hundred bucks, I'm like... Yeah, but think if it's 11 the first year and then it's small, three or four the next year. Oh, that's not even a yeah, big deal. And then seven the next year. And then so five years later, you're paying $50 more a year. Yeah. I mean, still a big deal. You know, yeah. just, it's not even about the money. So 50 bucks a year, sure, I'm not super worried about that, but... It's the business practice that I don't like. Yeah. I don't want to be in business with someone that's doing stuff like that. Yeah. Just be transparent. Show me. Or tell me, like, hey, our costs are going up. Like, we're, like, Netflix, to give them credit, they tried to do that. They're, hey, look, like, this business model isn't working. We're going to have to go up. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's the deal. If you don't want to do it anymore, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just charge you, like, periodically after you delete it yeah exactly <laughs> we'll get it from you somehow so we'll eventually get it don't worry go ahead and delete it yeah <laughs> and i'm sure they don't have a way in their system to catch it but i recently deleted mine since i've been paying for youtube premium and i don't watch much tv anyway i'm like oh that'll work they still send me emails hey we just added a such and such you may like i'm like i don't have an account with you anymore update your in. system like yeah yeah trying to suck you in is probably right what's that being said, I do want to watch that uh, Sturgill Simpson like music video. Yeah, thing. It's it's all on Netflix. I yeah, there's that. a teaser. He said he was going to pull it off, but there's a teaser part of it on YouTube, I think. So I was just going to watch that and see, like, okay, is this something I'm really going to want to watch or not? Yeah, he said it's pretty weird. It's like Japanese anime. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Have you seen? I think uh, Joe Rogan reposted it, but. Some kind of artist on Instagram, some kind of digital graphic artist that makes the craziest shit you've ever seen. I have seen that. Where it's like a giant, like Hillary Clinton robotic walk in with like 
Donald Trump hooked to some umbilical cord. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's it's funny because it's all this that madness, and I, there's one with like Kim Jong, and there's all these, but the level of I'm like I don't know anything about that kind of shit. So I'm like, how do you even get all that? Like. Yeah. Even like one of the big robots, like he had these like kind of knee pad looking things on, but all the shadowing and shadow shadows and like shading was right. And I'm like, how do you even do that on a computer and make it all move and make it work together? And there's little tiny soldiers mark marching with the big robot. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're talented. Like you are talented. I can barely use Excel, so yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was younger, like people talking about like, oh, you need to get into computers. That's where the money's going to be. That's where the money. And they were right. Yeah. Like tech, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And what did you say? Yeah. How about if I just ride my dirt bike instead? Yeah. Well, (laughs) see, and that's the problem with. So you need an education as a kid, but it almost seems like you should be a little older before you start schooling Mm -hmm. like right now i know i could take it obviously i needed all that stuff to get to this point but i could take school a lot more serious than when you're a kid because for example i had a dirt bike a four-wheeler and a go-kart i'd much rather be at home doing that and when i am at school i'm thinking about being at home doing that and or playing baseball after school or doing all this stuff like i'm just you're a kid like yeah i think you're definitely right to an extent, but I think that's uh, like part of being a teacher is, is making it fun for kids. And I, yeah, I will agree to that 100%. The teachers that I could tell gave a shit and that like yeah. actually made it fun and like put some effort, I paid attention. I did great in their class. Yeah. Teachers that just, okay, here's a workbook, here's this, here's this, like they don't give a shit. I don't care. It helps it's to boring. Give kids hands on stuff for sure. Yeah. Or just when the teacher was cool. Like a cool person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, but also I read a thing, something about, uh, I'll definitely mess this up, but something about if your students know your, uh, the political party you align with or something, you're failing as a teacher. I kind of like that. Like, cause that's a big thing now. Like you see on Facebook, like, uh, it will leak some student recorded it or something, but, uh, teacher talking about what an idiot trump is or what an idiot this thing is or how bad this thing is for everybody like yeah when i was in when i was in 10th grade i'm not gonna say the teacher's name but one of my teachers was like a hardcore democrat and he was very open about it yeah and um so he gave he was like i think everybody in this class just you know thinks they're republican because that's what your parents told him to do which in south carolina he's probably right yeah but um so he gives us this test, and it's just like you got like a, a question, like a maybe some kind of moral ambiguity or whatever, and you have to answer it the best way you can. And then mm-hmm. at the end, it tells you what political party you align with. It's pretty much a loaded test yeah. to make sure you're either a Democrat or a super shitty person. Yeah. <laughs> and like even at that age, I was like, this has got to be the most bullshit. So I just answered them. Yeah, I gotta feel like the purpose. school didn't approve of that, didn't sign off on that. I'm sure they didn't know. That's probably just some shit he printed out and yeah. wanted to talk to his buddies about and push some kind of agenda. Yeah, I don't you know, I don't know that kids are in my future at thirty two and not even a girlfriend. Like I don't know if it's but I think about shit like that. I'm like, do I wanna homeschool them? Because... I've met some people that were homeschooled and now they're weird. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you didn't build that social stuff. 
I, you know, and I've heard other parents like, well, you just got to put them in like after school sports and do all this. I'm like, yeah, but then they're the kid that doesn't know all the kids. Yeah. All these kids have already clicked up and it's just, it's a weird thing. But I worry about that because you don't know what the teacher's teaching your kid. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and I don't know, but at the same time, maybe it's, it's best to have your, to have people at a young age exposed to, to everything. Like, for me, it was good. At the young age, I saw my teacher for who he was that day. Yeah. I saw him trying to push an agenda, and I was like, this guy is... But you were a little older, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Think if you're fifth or sixth grade, you're not really... And then even at that age, like, the rest of the people in my class were like, oh, my God, I had no idea I was a Democrat. Yeah. I was like, you're not, man. Just... Or you <laughs> yeah. might be. I don't care, but... Yeah. You got to see that was a loaded, t- loaded test. Yeah. Now I'm curious, like, if that was just something that he pieced together. I'm sure there's tests you can, like, look up online and stuff. And to think that was, what, like, 12 years ago, 13 yeah. years ago? And now, like, the Democratic Party is way more prevalent these days. I I'm wonder, sure yeah, I do wonder what it's like in school, school now. Because that's the thing with most universities is supposedly, like, most of the professors and stuff are on the left, and that's really skewing things. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying, and I agree. It's good. It's great if kids can be exposed, but I just worry about like them going too deep down the rabbit hole because yeah. I was exposed to being just mega religious, yeah. and then later on I kind of start to have my own thoughts and ideas and do my own research and read some stuff and kind of you know went a somewhat different direction, but I feel like a lot of people don't because it's just easy. Like you're saying, your parents are Republican, I'm Republican. Your parents are this, you know, religion, I'm this religion. It's just too easy to just, there's a lot of shit going on to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, I got to research this, research this, research, I just don't have time. Or it's just not sexy, you know what I mean, to to spend my time doing that. Maybe that's why so many people are on social media and are on Netflix. It's just an escape. I don't want to have to pay an attention to all this important shit, which sounds bad, but when there's so much stuff to like, especially now with all the fake news. So now I have to not only read the article, but now I have to go and do my own research to find out how much of that article is true or which way, which facts they left out or what statistics they skewed to make it seem. Or even when it's not fake news, when it's just a clickbait article. Yeah. That pisses me off. Like, And then people share it like crazy. It's yeah. Just, one sentence. Then you, if you open it up and read it, it has pretty much nothing to do with that sentence. Yeah. It's just something they put so other people would share it. And well, then and that's, people share it and they're like, oh my God. I can't that's because happen. there's so many media outlets now. The normal media outlets have to get clicks because that's how they make money is they have sponsors have those ads on the side of the website or yeah. the side of Facebook or whatever. They've got to get clicks. So people just put outrageous stuff just like with YouTube, you know, like such and such gets destroyed or like this person absolutely owns you know this debate or whatever it is that's just to get you to click on it yeah then you click on it and watch it it's like the the most boring debate of all yeah exactly or they're friendly like they're not owning anybody they're just having a normal conversation yeah time to comment on it this is a terrible debate yeah you just gave them so much advertising and that's what facebook wants i was talking to one of my buddies that's a police officer and I think because I share so much police dog stuff, and I'll share every once in a while some police stuff, but I'll share like police dog stuff, so it probably gets lumped into that same category. I've started to recently get shown a ton of those videos where 
they're like, they get pulled over. Like, I don't have to show you my ID. I don't have to roll the window. And it always ends up, window gets bashed, you get tased, you go to jail. Yeah. All because he was going to give you a warning for not having a uh, taillight or some kind of crazy shit. Like, I'm a traveler. I don't have to identify. I'm not what, I, you know. They show me all these, like, basically anti-police videos, yeah. and I know they're doing it just to try to get a reaction. And a lot of times I start to watch it, and then I purposely click off. I'm like, nope, not going down that hole. Because what's it, what's it going to do to my day? It's just going to be, I'm just going to be a little salty. Yeah, I don't know. Facebook has got, like, they have me totally backwards. I don't. <laughs> I see all the stuff I don't want to see, and all the stuff I do want to see, I never see it. I just if I, which I never get on there, but if I do, like just scroll on there. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. But the stuff you don't want to see is it stuff that like would supposed to trigger you? Obviously, it doesn't. I don't but. think it does. I don't think it is. It's just like random people that I don't know their statuses, whether they're like saying something just crazy or out of line or. Yeah, I'm like I don't know these people. I don't care about what they have to say. I don't care about what most people have to say. Well, it could also be like I've lo- I've seen your stuff, or like especially when you post woodworking stuff, and a lot of people like, hey, that looks good. That looks good. That looks good. It might just be because they're interacting with you. Yeah. The Facebook's like, let me see if he would want to interact back. Yeah, maybe. Because then if they can get that reciprocal, you know, then there's more action. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. So yeah. maybe. I mean, if it's those same people that are commenting, because I just, I happen to, you know, I don't look at the people particularly, but I just see a name and it's nobody I know, and we know a lot of the same people, so I'm like, huh, just some random I person. Hate, yeah, I hate the whole Facebook game and the algorithms and the, the different routes you got to take. Like, yep. Let's say I post a picture of a table, 20 people, 20 people comment on there and say, that looks awesome. It would be advantageous for me to say thank you to each individual person two hours apart. As opposed to commenting them all back at one time, mm-hmm. and say, thank you. Because yeah. I'm going to get more clicks by doing that. Yeah, and it's annoying that that's even an option for me to do that. Yeah, <laughs> why can't people just see it? Yeah, why do I have to like create a strategy for people to see it? Yeah, but like I think it was you and I talked about. At the end of the day, it's a business. They're there to make money, yeah. and we don't have to use their product. Yeah, yeah, you're true. You're right. You're you right. know. And I get it because like it pisses me off to no end. Same thing with Instagram. You know, like I was getting. 2,000 something likes and all kind of stuff not long ago and now some of my stuff gets like 300 yeah you know some of that not even that you know i'm like that's shitty these people are these are all real followers i'll say i've never ever ever bought followers in my entire life these are all real people or even if it's a fake account they followed me on their own accord but so even if we cut it in half and say Half of the is somewhere around i don't remember somewhere in the 20,000s so we'll just say 10,000 how do I only get a hundred something people like that photo? And it's not that it's a bad photo. It's just, yeah, it's exactly. Exposure. Yeah. But I've kind of figured out like they can tell when I based on language and I'm sure they've got like computer software with algorithms. They can tell when I promote something and they don't, they suppress that mm-hmm. because they're always offering me a chance to boost your post by, you know, sponsoring a thing, whatever. But if it's something where I'm not sponsoring something or the language doesn't say, then I get a lot more engagement. And I seriously think it's they're like, oh, you want to promote this thing? Pay us to do it. Yeah. Which again, hey, their business, whatever. Yeah. And that serves you well to even just think in that way because you're like, okay, it is what it is. Like, why am I going to get mad? Like, mm-hmm. again, their product. I'm mad that their free product that I use for free isn't getting me. Isn't what it used to be. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's it's hard to complain about free. You're right. You know. Would you pay for it if it was like, let's say if you could make it so that everybody that saw your stuff was chronological order, would you pay for it? Um, you see what everybody else sees. It depends on the price, but or also maybe both ways. Either. I want more features. I would also I would pay to not have ads put in front of me mm-hmm. on Instagram. I don't know the amount. I hadn't really thought through that, but. I'd probably pay $10 a month or something to not have ads and for my stuff to pop up on people's timeline chronologically, just when I posted it. Because right now, it's not. like I would prefer for my timeline to be chronological as well. Yeah, me there's too. There's a lot of stuff. Like, I follow a lot of woodworking accounts just to like keep ideas and like creativity in my head fresh, mm-hmm. like outside of my own mind. And um, there's guys I just forget about. Yeah. Because I don't ever see their stuff for yeah. whatever reason. Really good guys, really awesome work. And it, I'm like, I'll go on their page, you know, once a month or something just because it pops in my head. Oh, what's this? Yeah. 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 I, uh, I'll randomly think of someone and I'll type them. So I check Instagram every day, multiple times a day. So I know it's not because I just didn't see it, but I'll randomly type in someone's name that I was thinking about. And now it shows you, it'll be like seven new posts. I'm like, seven new posts this is one of my good friends and i go on there i'm like yep sure enough i haven't seen any yeah. of these photos and it wasn't like they just dumped them all on there mm-hmm. some of them will be from like a month ago like uh, why you hadn't showed me this person for a month i see this person three times a week <laughs> like yeah. your algorithm's messed up then they should know that i want to see this yeah it's like i follow this person for a reason not yeah. because i don't want to follow them yeah and that's for that reason, I intentionally keep the amount of people I follow low. There's some cool pages that I would love to follow, but I want to see my friend stuff first. Yeah. Like I want to follow all these blacksmiths and these car pages and all this stuff, but I don't want my feed watered down with that. And since they're not showing me half the stuff anyway, I really don't want to dilute it even more. But again, we're bitching about a free product. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah, you're right. But, uh. It's frustrating, nevertheless, even though it's free. And, I mean, from a business model, let's say you and I developed a social media app. At a certain point, you would see how much money Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff's worth, and it might be tempting for us to be like, hey, you know what? Like, Mm -hmm. the way they're doing it is a big cash cow. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're kind of having some rough months and, you know... The financial team's looking at stuff and, you know, just saying, well, the growth is good. We're just not generating the revenue for these kind of numbers that you would typically see. And, well, well, what do we do? And they're like, well, you do this. You know, you start showing them this instead of that. And Which Twitter's still chronological, isn't it? I don't, I don't know. Twitter, so I don't know. I use it like once every couple months. I just remember that I have one and I'll go on there. <laughs> Or someone will talk about how good someone's Twitter like tweets are or whatever. I'll go on there and follow them. I don't know why. I don't look at it. You know, I don't put out any tweets. Like that's probably the, one of the funniest. Someone things. said Twitter was dying. Like someone credible. Like I can't remember who it was, but they're like, yeah, it's kind of just it's dropping off less and less and less. I hope it does. I think it's like outrageous. Like when you, if you turn on the news, it's like so-and-so tweeted this. <laughs> it's so ridiculous to me. Like, yeah. But how stupid that at the same day, I guess uh, in the, the day and age we live in, it's the same as like someone saying something, like you know? Something. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's doesn't seem as official or as important, but it's still like, 
you know, if someone in power said or did something. Yeah. But then as you see, like a lot of people are, you have logs. And I always think about the people, when you call out someone from something they tweeted or said like 10 years ago, I'm like, who went back 10 years and read through just, can you imagine just the shit? You're just digging and digging and digging, especially for someone like when Kevin Hart got in that whole big thing, like that was the only bad tweet they found. So you got to dig through, and Kevin Hart's a funny dude, but I don't want to look at the last 10 years of his tweets. You know, like, oh, promoting this show, promoting this movie, promoting this, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Like, I don't want to sift through that. Is there financial gain in that? Like, And I just don't want to be the shitbag that discovered it because people are like, you don't got nothing better to do with your time (laughs) than go through 10 years of someone who probably has a team of people also helping them tweet so it's probably 10, 15 tweets a day because Twitter, that's more acceptable to just boop, 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 yeah, boop, pop them out. Them so you're just going to go through pages and pages and pages. Like when you're clicking on page like 318 next, next how do you feel about your life? Like, you're like, oh yeah, I know. I know he's a piece of shit. Yeah. There's got to be something here. Yeah. 10 years later, that son of a bitch. Yep. Got him. Got him. And it's you got to know the whole context too. So it's yeah. like maybe you don't got them. Yeah. You know, like at the time there may have been some kind of hot debate, hot thing going on, some trendy thing, and it aligned with that, and people got the joke and moved on. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, one of the things I we hadn't talked about yet is so I'm really struggling with my meat consumption. And not that I don't want to consume meat. It's just where I want my meat to come from. Mm. So um, a lot of my friends are vegan or gone vegan or whatever. And I see some of the stuff they post. And to be honest, I have to agree with like the factory farming and all that. That's a, a gross practice to the point where like I've never for one second thought about going vegetarian or going vegan. Mm-hmm. However, I have thought I should try to get as much hunted meat as I can and then even just buying from like responsibly raised, especially when we've got a really good place that I bought from before that's fairly local. It's way local to you and I can get it there. It's not that much more expensive. I can see the cows. I can see the chickens. I can see the pigs. I can see all of it. It's right there. Even their honey. The bees are there like you know what I mean? They're eating grass. They're living healthy. They're in good conditions. They're. So I just don't feel good like when all these vegans post because obviously they post the worst of the worst videos, yeah, like of yeah. pigs getting slaughtered and squealing and just nasty. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. That's pretty cruel. Even yeah. when I see those chicken trucks, yeah, it's I struggle with that. I'm like, shit. Chicken's probably the worst one. Like, um, yeah, they get treated the worst, and I think it's based on intelligence level. You know, like we think, oh, a chicken's not that smart, so you don't have to treat it. That's just my opinion, how people think. But even like outside of the the humane aspect of it, I guess I so so I have friends that um, doing nuclear work. I have doing nuclear work. I have friends from like all over the world. They travel and you know work in the plants with me. I have a group of friends from Slovenia, Mm -hmm. really cool guys and. When they come to the state, sometimes we'll, we'll get a house together and like stay together on a job. Um, they won't eat the chicken here, yeah. straight up. They're like, it tastes 
awful. It doesn't taste right. There's something wrong with it. We're not eating it. Yeah. Anywhere in the United States, they won't eat the chicken. All of them. They say it just tastes like nothing. It should have a taste that it's not there, and it, it has a weird texture. Yeah. I agree with that. That like, trips like, me out, because that's I, all I've ever known. I'm guilty of I'll grab Zaxby's or something. Actually, the last time I ate Zaxby's, it was that rubbery chicken mm-hmm. kind of. I was just like, okay, no more. No more Zaxby's. This or is... sometimes you'll get chicken breasts from the store, and they'll be like two pounds each. Yeah. Two and a half pounds uh-huh. per breast. Like, this is yeah. natural. There's no way. Yeah, this chicken is Jack City. <laughs> that's, that's what I feel like my pecs would weigh, you know, yeah, like right. two pounds a piece. And this is a, a bird that's supposed to be a couple pounds total. But think what you got to what they got to do to get it to sell for a dollar ninety nine a pound. Yeah, yeah. They got to do some pretty weird shit to it. Yeah. However, I mean, you vote with your dollars, so it's like yeah. if we all forced it and then it became normal, then like anything, you know, supply and demand, it's the supply would go way up, you know, because yeah. the demand is up. I mean, if that's where the money's at. Yeah. I've been eating a lot of deer meat in the last few weeks. Yeah, I'm going to get something from my buddies. Like, I don't think I want to start hunting again. I kind of do, but kind of, like, I've never enjoyed killing deer. Yeah. Like, when I was little, like, I, not by my parents, but my buddies' dads and stuff that all hunted, like, I was raised to, like, you celebrate it and, like, oh, that's the goal is to get a big giant buck and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. But, like, I've never, even when I got older, I never got comfortable, like, watching the last few seconds like i wasn't uncomfortable like i wasn't like wasn't something that i couldn't do anymore yeah it was just uh a heavy thing you know like you're like yes this is over or it's a victory or whatever which goes into your i think your primal stuff because when we're hunter gathers like okay we can eat now we're gonna stay alive like i think that's why people like fishing and stuff you know it's in your dna deep down inside but watching that death you know like Mm -hmm. And even when it's a, a good death, sometimes it's not as quick as I would have liked or, you know, the, yeah. the animal will spasm or something and it's just... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much with you on that. I got no qualms with, like, hunting or anything like that, but I've never been big on it just because, I don't know, I haven't. I like yeah. fishing, but I don't kill yeah. fish. I throw them back. I bass fish. Yeah. So. We'll see, too, with, with people that have argued with me that, uh especially like vegans and they're like oh you know don't hunt it's cruel it's whatever i'm like okay well here with the deer if a deer even gets old which a lot of times they don't there's a good chance they're either hit by a car they're torn apart by a coyote or if somehow they miss dodge all the bullets you know it's they go hungry and they starve and they just die that long drawn out death you know like there is no easy death in nature so yeah i say hunting deer is definitely a necessity i would like to ask like a vegan like someone that could have a normal conversation these are just questions that i have i'm I'm not saying i one answer is right or wrong but okay so what's better is me harvesting a mature buck who's lived a good life he's passed on his genetics and stuff shoot him perfect clean shot he drops instantly his heart stops there's no more deer or five or six coyotes tearing apart at him while he's still alive until he just finally bleeds out i would imagine the hardcores will say the coyote thing because that's natural mm-hmm. at know. that point at that point i would probably say okay well let me show you something see how you feel and i would pull up that video everybody talks about where that bear eats that deer in somebody's backyard 
And that thing is screaming. Yeah, top of his lung, just... Yeah! Yeah, I think you sent me that. Yeah, like, that's a hard video to watch and think, like, that's what's going to happen to the deer most likely if he's not shot or hit by a car or any of these other things. Do you still... And I'm not saying they're wrong if they say, yeah, I still feel like that's the better way, that's natural, that's... I'm just curious. But nobody's... I've never found... A, I'm not saying there isn't any... I've never come across a person that's vegan or vegetarian or whatever that can have these questions or have these conversations and talk about those questions and not push their narrative or their agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, these are just legitimate questions that I have, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of them, if they have an issue with it, like it might come from a good place or like an empathetic place for the animals. That's what fully thought it through. That's what I do. Admire everyone that's a vegan for the ethical reasons. I'm like, I can admire that. Like, that's good. I like it. It's yeah. not for me, but I respect you for doing it. Like, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Doc! Sorry, we're at my house and the, the dog's barking. But, all right, buddy, you got anything else you want to go over, talk about, promote, mm-hmm. push? No, I'm pretty much done. Yeah, yeah all right. Done. Well, I appreciate you coming by, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate I this sweet-ass table. I'll put that in the intro, but... Charles is the one that made the table that's always in the the pictures that I post. All right, buddy. That's it. I appreciate you doing it. Yeah, thanks, brother. You've been listening to the Self-Made Podcast. If you feel that others may benefit from this podcast, please help spread the word by sharing with friends and leaving us a review. Thank you.